Act One of Manfred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Manfred, a dramatic poem, by Lord Byron. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Hamlet, Act One, Scene Five, Lines One Sixty Six to One Sixty Seven. Dramatis Personae. Manfred, read by Tim Sherman Chase. First Spirit, read by Elizabeth Clett. Second Spirit, read by Ginger Cucolo. Third Spirit. Read by Verity Kendall. Fourth Spirit. Read by Christine G. Fifth Spirit and Third Destiny. Read by Grace Garrett. Sixth Spirit. Read by Charlotte Duckett. Another Spirit. Read by Arielle Lipshaw. First Destiny. Read by Rhonda Fetterman. Second Destiny. Read by Christine G. Nemesis. Read by Amy Graymore. A Voice. Arimanes, read by Martin Geeson. Second Voice Without, read by Arielle Lipshaw. Chamois Hunter, recorded by Chuck Williamson. Witch of the Alps, read by Amanda Friday. Abbot of St. Maurice, read by Algie Pug. Herman, read by Great Plains. Manuel, read by Martin Geeson. Phantom of Astarte, Read by Dwan. Narrated by Elizabeth Clatt. The scene of the drama is amongst the higher Alps, partly in the castle of Manfred, and partly in the mountains. Act One. Scene One. Manfred, alone. Scene, a Gothic gallery. Time, midnight. The lamp must be replenished. But even then it will not burn so long as I must watch. My slumbers, if I slumber, are not sleep, but a continuance of enduring thought, which then I can resist not. In my heart there is a vigil, and these eyes but close to look within. And yet I live and bear the aspect and the form of breathing men. But grief should be the instructor of the wise. Sorrow is knowledge. They who know the most must mourn the deepest o'er the fatal truth. The tree of knowledge is not that of life. Philosophy and science and the springs of wonder and the wisdom of the world I have essayed and in my mind there is a power to make these subject to itself. But they avail not. I have done men good, and I have met with good even among men, but this availed not. I have had my foes, and none have baffled, many fallen before me, but this availed not. Good or evil? life, powers, passions, all I see in other beings have been to me as rain under the sands since that all nameless hour. I have no dread, 
and feel the curse to have no natural fear nor fluttering throb that beats with hopes or wishes or lurking love of something on the earth now to my task mysterious agency ye spirits of the unbounded universe whom i have sought in darkness and in light ye who do compass earth about and dwell in subtler essence ye to whom the tops of mountains inaccessible are haunts and earth's and ocean's caves familiar things i call upon ye by the written charm which gives me power upon you rise appear they come not yet now by the voice of him who is the first among you by this sign which makes you tremble by the claims of him who is undying rise appear appear if it be so spirits of earth and air ye shall not so elude me by a power deeper than all yet urged a tyrant spell which had its birthplace in a star condemned the burning wreck of a demolished world a wandering hell in the eternal space by the strong curse which is upon my soul the thought which is within me and around me i do compel you to my will appear a star is seen at the darker end of the gallery it is stationary and a voice is heard singing mortal to thy bidding bowed from my mansion in the cloud which the breath of twilight builds and the summer's sunset gilds with the azure and vermilion which is mixed for my pavilion though thy quest may be forbidden on a star-beam i have ridden to thine adjuration bowed mortal be thy wish avowed mont blanc is the monarch of mountains they crowned him long ago on a throne of rocks in a robe of clouds with a diadem of snow around his waist are forests braced the avalanche in his hand but ere it fall that thundering ball must pause for my command the glacier's cold and restless mass moves onward day by day but i am he who bids it pass or with its ice delay i am the spirit of the place could make the mountain bow and quiver to his cavern base and what with me wouldst thou in the blue depths of the waters where the wave hath no strife where the wind is a stranger and the sea-snake hath life where the mermaid is decking her green hair with shells like the storm on the surface come the sound of thy spells o'er my calm hall of coral the deep echo rolled to the spirit of ocean thy wishes unfold where the slumbering earthquake lies pillowed on fire and the lakes of bitumen rise boilingly higher where the roots of the andes strike deep in the earth as their summits to heaven shoot soaringly forth i have quitted my birthplace thy bidding to bide thy spell hath subdued me thy will be my guide 
I am the rider of the wind, the stirrer of the storm. The hurricane I left behind is yet with lightning warm. To speed to thee o'er shore and sea, I swept upon the blast. The fleet I met sailed well, and yet twill sink ere night be past. My dwelling is the shadow of the night. Why doth thy magic torture me with lights? The star which rules thy destiny no was ruled, ere earth began by me. It was a world as fresh and fair as e'er revolved around sun in air. Its course was free and regular, space bosomed not a lovelier star. The hour arrived, and it became a wandering mass of shapeless flame, a pathless comet and a curse, the menace of the universe. Still rolling on with innate force, without a sphere, without a course, a bright deformity on high, the monster of the upper sky. And thou, beneath its influence born, thou worm whom I obey and scorn, forced by a power which is not thine, and lent thee but to make thee mine, for this brief moment to descend where these weak spirits round thee bend and parley with a thing like thee what wouldst thou child of clay with me earth ocean air night mountains winds thy star are at thy beck and bidding child clay before thee at thy quest their spirits are what wouldst thou with us son of mortal say forgetfulness of what of whom and why of that which is within me read it there ye know it and i cannot utter it we can but give thee that which we possess ask of us subjects sovereignty the power or earth the whole or portion or a sign which shall control the elements whereof we are the dominators each and all these shall be thine oblivion self-oblivion can ye not wring from out the hidden realms ye offer so profusely what i ask it is not in our essence in our skill but thou mayst die will death bestow it on me we are immortal and do not forget we are eternal and to us the past is as the future present art thou answered ye mock me but the power which brought ye here hath made you mine slaves scoff not at my will the mind the spirit the promethean spark the lightning of my being is as bright pervading and far-darting as your own and shall not yield to yours though cooped in clay answer or i will teach you what i am we answer as we answered our reply is even in thine own words. Why say ye so? If, as thou sayest, thine essence be as ours, we have replied in telling thee, the thing mortals call death hath naught to do with us. Then I have called ye from your realms in vain. Ye cannot, or ye will not aid me. Say, what we possess we offer, it is thine bethink ere thou dismiss us ask again kingdom and sway and strength and length of days accursed what have i to do with days they are too long already hence be gone yet pause 
being here our will would do thee service. Bethink thee, is there then no other gift which we can make not worthless in thine eyes? No, none. Yet stay, uh, one moment ere we part. I would behold ye face to face. I hear your voices, sweet and melancholy sounds, as music on the waters. And I see the steady aspect of a clear large star, but nothing more. Approach me as ye are, or one, or all, in your accustomed forms. We have no forms beyond the elements of which we are the mind and principle. But choose a form, in that we will appear. I have no choice. There is no form on earth hideous or beautiful to me. Let him, who is most powerful of ye, take such aspect as unto him may seem most fitting. Come. Behold. O oh God, if it be thus, and thou art not a madness and a mockery, I yet might be most happy. I will clasp thee, and we will again be... The figure vanishes. My heart is crushed. Manfred falls, senseless. A voice is heard in the incantation which follows. When the moon is on the wave, and the glow-worm in the grass, and the meteor on the grave, and the wisp on the morass, when the falling stars are shooting, and the answered owls are hooting, and the silent leaves are still in the shadow of the hill, shall my soul be upon thine, with a power and with a sign. Though thy slumber may be deep, yet thy spirit shall not sleep. There are shades which will not vanish, there are thoughts thou canst not banish by a power to thee unknown thou canst never be alone thou art wrapped as with a shroud thou art gathered in a cloud and for ever shalt thou dwell in the spirit of this spell though thou seest me not pass by thou shalt feel me with thine eye as a thing that though unseen must be near thee and hath been and when in that secret dread thou hast turned around thy head thou shalt marvel i am not as thy shadow on the spot and the power which thou dost feel shall be what thou must conceal and a magic voice and verse hath baptized thee with a curse and a spirit of the air hath begirt thee with a snare in the wind there is a voice shall forbid thee to rejoice and to thee shall night deny all the quiet of her sky and the day shall have a sun which shall make thee wish it done 
from thy false tears i did distill an essence which hath strength to kill from thine own heart i then did wring the black blood in its blackest spring from thy own smile i snatched the snake for there it coiled as in a brake from thine own lip i drew the charm which gave all these their chiefest harm in proving every poison known i found the strongest was thine own by the cold breast and serpent smile by thy unfathomed gulfs of guile by that most seeming virtuous eye by thy shut soul's hypocrisy by the perfection of thine art which passed for human thine own heart by thy delight in others pain and by thy brotherhood of cain i call upon thee and compel thyself to be thy proper hell and on thy head i pour the vial which doth devote thee to this trial nor to slumber nor to die shall be in thy destiny though thy death shall still seem near to thy wish but as a fear lo the spell now works around thee and the clankless chain hath bound thee o'er thy heart and brain together hath the word been passed now wither scene two the mountain of the jungfrau time morning manfred alone upon the cliffs the spirits i have raised abandoned me the spells which i have studied baffled me the remedy i wrecked of tortured me i lean no more on superhuman aid it hath no power upon the past and for the future till the past be gulfed in darkness it is not of my search my mother earth and thou fresh breaking day and you ye mountains why are ye beautiful i cannot love ye and thou the bright eye of the universe that openest over all and unto all art a delight thou shinest not in my heart and you ye crags upon whose extreme edge i stand and on the torrent's brink beneath behold the tall pines dwindled as to shrubs in dizziness of distance when a leap a stir a motion even a breath would bring my breast upon its rocky bosom's bed to rest for ever wherefore do i pause i feel the impulse yet i do not plunge i see the peril yet do not recede and my brain reels and yet my foot is firm 
there is a power upon me which withholds and makes it my fatality to live if it be life to wear within myself this barrenness of spirit and to be my own soul's sepulchre for i have ceased to justify my deeds unto myself the last infirmity of evil an eagle passes ay thou winged and cloud-cleaving minister whose happy flight is highest into heaven well mayest thou swoop so near me i should be thy prey and gorge thy eaglets thou art gone where the eye cannot follow thee but thine yet pierces downwards onwards or above with a pervading vision beautiful how beautiful is all this visible world how glorious in its action and itself but we who name ourselves its sovereigns we half dust half deity alike unfit to sink or soar with our mixed essence make a conflict of its elements and breathe the breath of degradation and of pride contending with low wants and lofty will till our mortality predominates and men are what they name not to themselves and trust not to each other hark the note the shepherd's pipe in the distance is heard the natural music of the mountain reed for here the patriarchal days are not a pastoral fable pipes in the liberal air mixed with the sweet bells of the sauntering herd my soul would drink those echoes oh that i were the viewless spirit of the lovely sound a living voice a breathing harmony a bodiless enjoyment born and dying with a blessed tone which made me enter from below a chamois hunter even so this way the chamois leapt her nimble feet have baffled me my gains to-day will scarce repay my breakneck travail what is here who seems not of my trade and yet hath reached a height which none even of our mountaineers save our best hunters may attain his garb is goodly his mane manly and his air proud as a free-born peasant's at this distance i will approach him nearer to be thus grey-haired with anguish like these blasted pines wrecks of a single winter barkless branchless a blighted trunk upon a cursed root which but supplies a feeling to decay and to be thus eternally but thus having been otherwise and now furrowed o'er with wrinkles ploughed by moments not by years and hours all tortured into ages hours which i outlive ye toppling crags of ice ye avalanches whom a breath draws down in mountainous o'erwhelmings come and crush me i hear ye momently above beneath crash with a frequent conflict but ye pass 
and only fall on things that still would live on the young flourishing forest or the hut and hamlet of the harmless villager the mist begin to rise from up the valley i'll warn him to descend or he may chance to lose at once his way and life together the mists boil up around the glaciers clouds rise curling fast beneath me white and sulphury like foam from the roused ocean of deep hell whose every wave breaks on a living shore heaped with a damned like pebbles i'm giddy i must approach him cautiously if near a sudden step will startle him and he seems tottering already mountains have fallen leaving a gap in the clouds and with the shock rocking their alpine brethren filling up the ripe green valleys with destruction splinters damming the rivers with a sudden dash which crushed the waters into mist and made their fountains find another channel thus thus in its old age did mount rosenberg why stood i not beneath it friend have a care your next step may be fatal for the love of him who made you stand not on that brink such would have been for me a fitting tomb my bones had then been quiet in their depth they had not then been strewn upon the rocks for the wind's pastime as thus thus they shall be in this one plunge farewell ye opening heavens look not upon me thus reproachfully you were not meant for me earth take these atoms as manfred is in act to spring from the cliff the chamois hunter seizes and retains him with a sudden grasp hold madman though a-weary of thy life stain not our pure veils with thy guilty blood away with me i will not quit my hold i am most sick at heart nay grasp me not i am all feebleness the mountains whirl spinning around me i go blind what art thou i'll answer that anon away with me the clouds grow thicker there now lean on me place your foot here here take the staff and cling a moment to that shrub now give me your hand and hold fast by my girdle softly well the chalet will be gained within an hour come on we'll quickly find a surer footing and something like a pathway which the torrent hath washed since winter come tis bravely done you should have been a hunter follow me as they descend the rocks with difficulty the scene closes end of act one